Welcome to the Fong Vo Show. Now let's go. So when you're creating a go-to-market strategy, there are four four steps. Now, some people argue there's more, but you know, there's four steps and the there's different variations with the steps, but in general, there's four steps. And I'm gonna go over the four steps. Uh, I'll, I'll lay out the four steps for you. So the first step is research and planning, research and planning. And the second step is develop a product roadmap, develop a product roadmap. The third is develop a marketing strategy, develop a marketing strategy. And number four is develop a strong customer experience, develop a strong customer experience. Now I'm going to assume that most of you have the research and planning. You know that your uh, product is needed. I'm sure that you have a roadmap and you already have your product created. So I'm not going to go over that. Those are more for startups, but I'm going to go over really the develop a marketing strategy because I noticed that a lot of small business owners struggle with that developing a marketing strategy. And then, you know, we won't go over develop a strong customer experience because I'm going to make an assumption that you all have that down as well. And so let's just zoom in on developing a market strategy, marketing strategy for today. All right. So first of all, you know, there's many different types of marketing strategies. You know, if you Google online, a lot of Google, how to, you know, market, how to create a marketing plan. A lot of it is revolved around paying for ads. And I know as small business owners, we don't have a ton of resources to be paying for ads. And so what I'm going to go over are cost effective ways or even free ways that you can market your business without spending a dime. It'll only require your time. Oh, that kind of rhymes. It's like Dr. Seuss here. <laughs> that was not planned everybody. Um, so the first thing I'm going to go over is po posting on social media. Now I know some people post one time a week, you know, some people might post a couple times a week. I'm going to recommend, strongly recommend that you, you are posting three times a day, three times a day on social media. Now you might be thinking, well, why three times a day? You know, isn't, you know, what I've, you know, some people are saying that, Hey, what I've heard is that if you post more than one time a day, it actually hurts your potential reach. You know, if I'm posting one post over and over and over, then maybe the reach that I get overall is going to decrease. And so that might be true for that specific post, but overall you're going to get more reach. So what do I mean by that? So let's say you post one time a day and let's say your post is seen by 1000 people, the max amount of people that you're going to get to know who you are in that day is 1000. But if you're posting three times a day, yes, it's true that for each individual post, it's not going to be a thousand. It's going to be less, let's say 500. But because you're posting three times a day, you take 500, multiply, multiply that by three, the max number of people that will see you in, in that day is 1500 instead of 1000. And so the individual posts, yes, the exposure, the reach is less, but if you're posting three or more times a day, overall, there will be more people that see your, uh, see your business and see your posts. And so that's why I recommend posting three times a day. Another thing is it's completely free. You know, imagine if you are on Facebook, right? Right now it's free, but imagine just for a second that every time you post, you have to pay $10. Well, uh, you would be thinking twice whether or not you're going to be posting on Facebook, right? 
But right now, Facebook's completely free. You can post as many times as you want. So why not take advantage of that? You know, it's almost like, let's say you have a connection with the news, local newspaper and they say, hey, Julian, guess what? You can be posting on the newspaper for free. You're going to take advantage of that. You're going, oh, that's free marketing for me. But imagine a few weeks later, they say, Julian, it's no longer free. You have to pay $100 every time you post in the newspaper. Now you're going to be thinking twice. So it's all, sometimes we take it for granted, all these social media platforms. But you know, think of it as, well, what if tomorrow they say, well, I have to start paying to post? That would make you think differently. That would make you want to be posting more and more and more and take advantage of that. So that's why I recommend uh, number one, it's free. Number two is it will get you more exposure. Definitely posting three times a day. Now you might be thinking, okay, well, three times a day, well, what should I post? You know, I don't want to post the same thing over and over and over. Eventually it might get boring, right? And so now what I'm going to go over are different strategies on how you can, uh, the, uh, different strategies of the different posts that you can be posting on social media. So that way you can be posting three times a day. So I'm going to go over two strategies with you and I'm very cognizant of time here. So the first strategy is called the webinar strategy. Okay. The webinar strategy. So I'm going to go over a step-by-step -step process of the webinar strategy. Now, remember the webinar strategy is completely free. All the strategies I'm going to be going over with you are free, but the first is, is the webinar strategy. Uh, the first step is to create a catchy title that will solve your customer's problem create a catchy title that will solve your customer's problem. Let's say you're a travel agent and you're deciding to create a webinar and create a catchy title that will solve your customer's problem. Well, you can create a catchy title. Here's an example. It could be 10 safest places to travel during COVID. Now, if my prospect is someone who is traveling or that is thinking about traveling, that would be a perfect catchy title to capture their attention. You know, they're kind of itching to go travel. They want to be safe though, because of COVID. And so they will definitely be interested in attending the event. So that's what I mean by creating a catchy title. The first step is create a catchy title that will solve your customer's problem. Let's say I sell a skincare product and the problem that my customers have is looking young. So I'm in that title, I might create something like 10 easy ways to make yourself look more young. And so that's the first part is create a catchy title. The second is to prepare valuable information that answers common questions. Prepare valuable information that answers common questions. The third is when you do the webinar, make sure that it's recorded. And then you're gonna go over these valuable informations that you prepared. So do the webinar and make sure that's recorded. The fourth step is to have a call to action. Now, some people might opt into a sales pitch, like the call to action is, hey, buy my product for $500. That is going to turn people off and no longer will they want to attend your webinar, okay? And people will hear about it. They're gonna tell other people, hey, don't bother going to that webinar because you're just gonna get sold like you're at a timeshare presentation. You know, nobody wants to get sold like that, you know? And so the call to action should be um, an opportunity to uh, learn more. So it should be something like, hey, book a time with me if you have any further questions, something similar to that. Hey, book a time with me if you know you want to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And then during that meeting, then you can present a little bit more and you can answer more questions and be more of like a resource for that person. But nowhere through this process should you be selling. It should be revolved around adding value 
And here's the great part. Here's the last part that um, will answer the question, which is how do I post three times a day? During that webinar, you just gave valuable information. You probably answered a few questions that people had. And now you have this recording with all of that. And now you're going to go through that recording and edit little segments and create social media posts. And so in that one hour, you had a triple win. So number one is you gave value to your prospects. That's the first win. Number two is you had a call to action to, uh, that will increase in more interest. You're booking more appointments for yourself. And then number three is you have all this content that you recorded that you can now post on social media to get even more exposure. So that's why this strategy is so powerful is it accomplishes three things within that one hour that you do the, do the webinar. And when you post on social media, post it in groups, you know, where your prospects are hanging out at. So for example, if you are going back to that travel sort of example, travel agent, and you're working with families, well, maybe join a couple of family groups, you know, groups where they talk about family, maybe where um, they're like community-based groups. And now you're sharing content to them. Hey, if you're like thinking about traveling, check out this video and you're providing value. And then now they learn about you. Maybe they attend your next webinar and you continue the process. So that's the webinar strategy. Very simple. And it will allow you to, you know, uh, get a lot of content and then post it on social media. Now let's go into the podcast strategy, the podcast strategy. This is another bang for your time. Okay. Uh, instead of bang for your buck, because remember these are free. It's bang for your time. So the podcast strategy, how does it work? Number one, you create a podcast that your prospects would be interested in talking about. Create a podcast that your prospects would be interested in talking about. So for example, let's say I'm a marketing company and my prospects are small businesses and I'm a local marketing company. Then I might create a podcast titled the Sacramento small business podcast. And now I'm interviewing and I'm inviting guests that are small business owners who are my prospects to the podcast. Step number two is I invite them and I interview them. And the questions are so basic. Okay. Oh, tell me about your upbringing. Hey, you know, what do you like most about business? What are some of your struggles? What challenges do you have in marketing? And then number three is you edit the videos and guess what? You have an hour long podcast, a full, full of content. And now you're editing it and making small little social media posts and you're posting it on social media. And so here's the power of the strategy. You're the host of the party. You're the host of the party. That small business owner who did not know who you were now knows who you are and you're not selling them. You're inviting them to do a podcast. Everybody wants to share their experience. You know, everybody loves talking about themselves. And so when you interview them, of course, they're going to say yes. Of course, they want more exposure for themselves. And guess what? In that time, they're probably going to be like, oh, cool. Thank you so much for the interview. What do you do? Oh, thanks for asking. I own a marketing company. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. And so you're capturing all these people, inviting them to a place. And then in return, they're going to probably ask you what you do. And then not to mention, you now have a podcast and not, not to mention, you now have videos that you can post on social media because you have content from that podcast. And so that's why the podcast strategy is so effective is it also accomplishes three things. Number one, you have a podcast. Number two is you have your prospects not asking you what you do. 
And then number three is you have the social media content that you can now post online. So skincare example, and let's say your prospects are women. And so in the podcast, I might create a podcast revolved around women that attract women that are your prospects, invite them to show, ask them questions. And they're going to be like, oh, what do you do? Well, I provide skincare products, right? And so that's an, another ex easy example. So think about who your prospects are, create a podcast that will attract them and get them to come to your podcast to talk to you and then interview them and then, you know, create the social media posts around that. And so those are my tips for you today revolved around developing a marketing strategy. You know, typically Aaron does all of the social media audits. I'm here just for this time only. <laughs> I'm here to answer any qu questions you might have one-on-one. -on -one. Um, that's kind of like one of the benefits of having the deep dive and being a member that allows you to attend these deep dive sessions. So I'm, I'm willing to put myself, you know, out here, I'll put my link Calendly link. Uh, if you want a one-on-one -on -one session completely free, that's part of the membership. I'll look at your marketing strategy. I'll look at your sales strategy and I'll let you know within a few minutes if it's going to work and what edits need to be made. All right. So, um, I'm going to open up Q and a, so Larry, let's start with you. Good afternoon, Fong. How are you today, young man? Hey, David. Happy Monday. I am happy. Good to see you, David. Thanks for hopping on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Like I've said, um, you don't want to just go up to somebody and be a sale and say goodbye. You want to see how you can help that family. Like, let's say their son or their daughter. They could be my son, my daughter, getting themselves, sadly enough, in trouble on the streets. And one of the reasons why I got into this business, me and my wife got into the business two, two years ago. We bought the plan four years ago because we were trying to parent the young little girl in suburban Atlanta who was getting herself into trouble. I'm a retired security professional with now what you call allied universal protection services. Then I got into the business of prepaid legal, which is now called Legal Shield, which was founded around the time I was born. The reason why, I, let me get down to the point why I got into the business, because we saw that young lady who's about our daughter's age, our goddaughter's no, age. No, and, David, if I can interrupt you, sure, can you ahead. like ask a question? So sure, that sure, we yeah. can really put it, question, yeah. put it to use. Yeah, if you can just ask a question really sure. directly because of the time. Okay, my question is, Fang, um, if I want to say, like, helping these families are, like, we want to help you help these families find top-notch prepaid legal services to families and small businesses, affordable legal services. That's helping them. Would you say that's a good one, Fang? Yeah, are you talking about your marketing uh, messaging? Yeah. Helping them find affordable legal services, top-notch affordable legal services. That's a good way of helping them. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say so. And then you would, would create a marketing uh, strategy around that. So it will involve, if you're talking about the web webinar strategy, you can talk about, hey, you know, how to get affordable, you know, prepaid uh, legal services, you know, something like that. Or, hey, 10 affordable ways that you can, you know, get legal services. You know, so so being a resource for people, I would definitely say is the strategy for your, your specific business. Absolutely. Thank you for that question. Larry, uh, you, yeah. you had a question earlier? Yeah, I had a question earlier, but you answered that one. So I'll ask you another one. Um, the editing right. software for um, the webinar or for the podcast, what would you recommend? Yeah, for the editing software, I use Resolve. Resolve, R-E-S. O-L-V-E. 
Uh, the reason why I use it is because it's free <laughs> and sure. it also is one of the top ones. It has a lot of features, even though it's free. And so that's the one I use resolve. How difficult is it to learn to use? Um, when I started editing content, it took me probably an hour to do uh, or two to learn it. Um, and then any questions I have, I literally go on YouTube and type, Hey, how do I do this on resolve? And they have a ton of videos because it's a very popular uh, software. All right, cool. Uh, other questions, feel free to unmute. I got Lori here. Uh, Larry asked it for me. So thanks, Larry. All right, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> ID, ID has a hand up. ID, go ahead. Um, so a couple questions. How do you know how many people are seeing your posts? Yeah, uh, multiple ways. So on Facebook, you can actually go to insights. And this is if you're posting from uh, your Facebook page. On Facebook page, there are insights. And when you go to the insights, it's going to tell you when uh, your audience are most active. Okay, so are they active at 9 a.m.? Are they active at 12? Are they active at 3? So that way you know as a business owner, hey, this is when I'm going to post because this is when I know my audience is active online. So, so that's number one, Facebook insights. Facebook insights will also let you know, you know how many people are seeing the posts how long, like, let's say you're uh, posting a video, it'll tell you how long they're watching the video. They watch the three, first three seconds, maybe they watch the first minute. And so it'll tell you uh, based on averages. And so I would definitely look into Facebook insights if you're posting on there. Instagram, same thing. There's Instagram insights that you can find. And then LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn, you can po uh, click on the post itself. And then there should be a button that uh, will show like, this is how many people have viewed your post. And you can click on that and see who viewed, uh, like what titles are viewing your post, uh, what, you know, uh, what companies they're from, that sort of thing. Okay. So, and when you, the webinar, do you do that on zoom or Facebook live or what? Yeah. On, uh, for the webinar, I do it on zoom. Okay. And then, and then you can then go live through the, through zoom. Hey Fong. So I've done that on LinkedIn and I've seen like, you know, you see the, this has been viewed by 70 people, but when I click on that number, nothing comes up. So um, is that a setting that I need to change or something? Because I mean, if somebody's, if somebody's commented on it or, or liked it, it's different. But when I click on views, I, I, I don't get any information. That's strange. Okay. Let me look into that. It might be a glitch. If not, yeah, let me um, get back to you and we'll talk one-on-one -on -one after okay. I find out, Tony. Okay. okay follow the people that raise up their hand, please. Oh, so sorry. We yes. have some elderly. Wait, okay, so question. Gab, go ahead. Wait, one more question. Yeah, Gab, go ahead. Did you have a question? I did. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so um, Fong, you know I, I'm very familiar with social media and engagement and all of that stuff, and, and I'm good there. Where I struggle is the authenticity piece. Um, there's so, you know, I, I'll do the posts that are meant to grab a lot of attention because what it generates. Um, but I, I struggle when you have an influencer that says, Hey, say this, and then everybody runs off and says it, but it doesn't resonate and feel authentic to me to have those words come out of my fingers. Um, so I would like, since, since you worked with startups in, and this is a really big piece, I think, uh, I believe this is, can make or break a campaign and, and how, uh, 
the the presenter of the information is perceived. Can you speak to that, the authenticity of getting uh, your messaging across? Yeah, so um, from what I'm understanding, are you asking um, how to find your authenticity or do you, um, are you more concerned about people not seeing you as authentic? For me personally, people who know me know that authenticity is a big thing. So the second one is not really an issue, but it may be for other people. So maybe speak to both. But for personally, for me, the first one is definitely the more, uh, the one I struggle with more. Yeah. Yeah. So um, here's how, you know, you can be more authentic um, as a social media content creator. So this is how you become more authentic. And what I just did is I'm, I'm closing my ears and not listening to what people are saying, all the negativity, all the criticism. Because when you start listening to all the negativity and criticism, uh, what ends up happening is you then start to water down your messaging. You're, now, you're no longer being your authentic self because you're trying to pander and please the audience. What you should be creating is what feels good for you. And so if what you're about to put out is something that you feel kind of slimy or you just don't feel good putting out, then don't put it out. But if it's something that's true to you and you really love it and then you post it out and people don't like it, then that's, that's on them. You know, you're being your most authentic self. And guess what? You're probably going to then attract another group who do like that. And so that's the following that you do want the people that really appreciate your authenticity. And so what I would say is to don't, you know, don't pander to people. Um, don't take criticism to heart, really focus on yourself first and what feels good for, for you.